What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Long Run Podcast. This is Adam, and I'm joined by some of my favorite people in the entire world. Uh, we've got a, a small crew today, but both of them are quite literally some of the smartest people I've ever met, so I'm really, really excited to have both of them on. Uh, and it's it's great that they're both that smart because we're going to be talking about this franchise that deals with a lot of heavy topics, a lot of heavy, heavy science topics. Uh, so that's right. If you guessed it, we're going to be talking about The Matrix and particularly The Matrix Resurrections. Uh, been a very, very controversial film, polarizing film. Some people seem to love it. Some some people seem to hate it. I've heard comparisons to The Last Jedi, but I've also uh, really? heard things uh, about it being... Yes, I know. Uh, I've, I've also heard things about it being about it being the the sequel that um like the the reboot kind of style thing that uh trend in hollywood done right so it really depends on who you talk to i think but before we even start getting started on that you know it, it's time to talk about our guests of course first up we have jake aka bojangles the man who's been here from the beginning a huge sci-fi fan himself and the person who actually recommended i see this movie we haven't seen this boy since eternals how are you doing today man i'm doing all right i'm just I'm just chilling, just chilling back in Chicago. I'm back. I'm back uh -huh. here. Back in yeah. the stomping grounds. I'm ready. I'm ready to uh, to talk about The Matrix. What a weird film, yeah. What a weird film. <laughs> You're ready to enter The Matrix. <laughs> I'm, ready to, I'm ready to do something. I'm ready to. You're ready to jack in? Jack in. And <laughs> I'm ready to eat some steak. And <laughs> Ready to jack in indeed. And of course, next to him is Evan. Uh, an engineer at Microsoft, the RIT Esports co-founder, alongside one of my boys in Peter. And of course, we haven't seen him since Godzilla vs. Kong, an That's absolute right. classic heavyweight wrestling match for the ages. Evan, how are you yeah. doing today, man? Adam, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm ready to talk about this incredibly accurate computer movie, uh, as <laughs> this is what I do every day. I Every day at Microsoft, I, I, I get my... my my plug and I just jack right into Azure and just upload myself to that matrix. So it's really great to see my profession visualized on screen and another. Do they require you to only have green text and zeros and like, yeah. is that, is that a requirement? So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not a requirement. You can use white, but like everyone will make fun of you for it. So okay. you, you generally oh, have okay. to use, you don't want to be bullied like that. Also the green thing. text will like, burn your eyes at a faster rate so it's like it's it's like an endurance thing you know okay okay oh okay okay, yeah. okay. so you hear it here for, here first folks if you want the inside scoop of what it's like to work at microsoft stay tuned more for this review because <laughs> here is going to reveal all of the secrets that you thought you might knew but really didn't uh yeah so today we're gonna be talking about matrix 4 of course uh before we even get into that uh spoiler warning as always for our reviews we're gonna be going full full spoilers on this very very uh, heavily in-depth uh, kind of review and discussion about this movie because that's the kind of movie that I think warrants it. Um, <laughs> but before we even get into Matrix Resurrections, I'd love to ask both of you, um, were you big Matrix fans? Have you seen the Matrix movies before? Or even are you fans of the Wachowskis and their, and their work uh, outside of the Matrix? Talk to me a little Tell the people a little bit about that. Let me yeah. check the Wachowski's filmography real quick. Yeah, I, honestly, I I'm, I was when you mentioned that I'm trying to think of something else that the Wachowskis made besides Ooh, the Matrix. That are ascending. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Okay. All right, uh, so uh, not that keep one. Reading, keep reading off the filmography. Actually, Speed Which Racer. One? Speed oh, Racer. Oh, 
I actually haven't seen that one. I really want to because it's kind of what is it? The 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 consensus is sort of coming around on that film where it's kind of yeah. so intentionally stupid that it's brilliant. Yes, yeah, it was. Um, it was people didn't get it. <laughs> right, it, it definitely was one of those films that people didn't get, and it was absolutely trying to be campy, and it just it mm. didn't. I mean, I haven't seen it. I should. I'll put it on my list. I'm, I'm updating yeah. my letterbox right now. Hold but I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna look at behind the curtain real quick. Adam, I don't see my my little voice popping up up there. Is this, am I being recorded? I see you at the bottom. Yeah, okay. no, you're good. I see you. Okay. Yeah. Is mine just a flat line? So I'm just making sure. Yeah, you're good. I see. I still yeah. see you going. So you should go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. You, you seem fine. Okay. Good. Good. Anyway, Jake, yeah. please continue reading the filmography now. That oh, I mean, it, uh, it, it says um. I think they might have played a role in Cloud Atlas. They did. They did. Yeah. Did they do that? They were probably producers. No, they were directors, but there was three really? directors for that movie. That one was yeah. a cool okay. one. Yeah, Cloud Atlas is one of my favorite movies uh, like, ever, actually. V for Vendetta. Um, they were, oh. Yeah, so it was V for Vendetta. And they were uh, highly involved in the series Sense8, which I also haven't seen. Oh, so I, I can't really say too much. Um, yeah, that's one of like the really good Netflix shows that they canceled, right? Like, oh, I like, yeah. like that one. Okay. Yep. Yeah, people yep. did like Sense8. But I haven't seen it either. Yeah, same, same. Oh, but Assassins just, with Sylvester Stallone. I I don't know what that is. Nope. I've never heard that one before. No. But I'm also like Evan in that I I also have get to see Speed Racer. It's on my my watch list on Letterbox. Wait, and you can follow us both on Letterbox. Links in the description. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Please follow me. My reviews are oh, so good. <laughs> but anyway, so so for both of you, I, I'm assuming <laughs> both of you have seen The Matrix and probably the sequels. How do both of you think? You know, looking yeah. back on the movies, reflecting on those movies. Yeah. So I've seen The Matrix and its sequels. I just recently rewatched the original Matrix a couple months ago with my roommate. Um, I haven't seen the sequel since I was like very young, but I generally right. remember like the plot points. Um, mm-hmm. And as a as a kid, I didn't really understand. I, you know, when when you're young, you think the pre yeah. the star the Star Wars prequels are good. You don't really you're not going well, yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. Is the best, bro. Yeah, it's true you're not really you're not really looking at like critical consensus you know your friends aren't bullying you about your letterbox profile right like it's different times and um and what is it the uh um i guess the matrix films fall into that category because the first one is critically acclaimed one of the most influential action movies of the past couple decades it changed like cinema it changed a lot of things and it uh-huh. Outside of like some special effects CGI stuff from the early 2000s, it still basically holds up entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, the later two films are not as well received. And yeah, right. the joke now is that they didn't have to. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's, I don't know. I, I didn't, I don't remember too much of them, but I do when this film has a lot of flashbacks to points that yes, happened yes, yes. in the previous movies. And it, that definitely helps a bit to remember kind of the main things. Um, mm-hmm. But I loved, I loved the matrix overall. Like I loved it. It was one of my favorite uh, film trilogies growing up, got the whole thing on Blu-ray. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of my history with it. Um, right. That's where I'm coming from. How about you, Jake? Uh, I think, um, I think, I think I've always kind of, so the matrix has always been in the, in like the, since we've been born, it's been like in the cultural zeitgeist, right? Like yes. It, because yeah. it was really popular around when we were coming up. And and so, in fact, my first introduction to the Matrix stuff was mm. through all of like the iterations 
uh, on it in like cartoon and film, all people copying it, like you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. everyone's doing everything. It all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's copying it. So that was yeah. so like I grew up doing like that Matrix like back thing, you know, like dodging bullets. Even though like I had not seen the Matrix up in that point, you know, it's <laughs> just in there. Uh-huh. And so yeah. when I actually saw, so my mom really liked it, so she showed it to me, and it was like it like it definitely holds up despite like being like kind of an older movie. And yeah, I gotta say, I guess it's it's kind of that it's that interesting star Wars effect of like you kind of, the impact is kind of lost because you know that they're in the, like that's the kind of plot point that they're in the matrix. Like they're stuck Mm -hmm. in the computer spoilers. So (laughs) yeah, that kind of, I I imagine when that came out, it blew minds, but having kind of having already like kind of opened that jar before having produced because they are, the movie came out, the impact was a little less, but I can imagine how, yeah, so, so I I totally get what you're saying, and it's a little difficult for us. I don't remember uh, what year you were born, Evan, but I know I'm a '95 baby. So uh, Matrix, I believe Matrix came out in '99. So there's no way, like as four year olds, even if we were able to go into this movie, a rated R movie, and saw it, we could ever. Fathom. It was rated R. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah, I don't know how iTunes let me like rent it when I was ten, but it's cool <laughs> on them. <laughs> Maybe I should have said that, but that Apple account's so, yeah. dead now. <laughs> I was about to say, shout out to Apple. Uh, shout out to Apple for sure. No, <laughs> I, I I'm agree with all of you. I I haven't seen the original Matrix for a while, and I haven't seen the sequels for even longer. Probably not since high school. Did but... you actually watch the sequels? I did. I, I remember specifically because I saw it after taking AP Comp Sign. I felt like I understood a little bit more about what <laughs> the <laughs> No, no. Uh, sorry for laughing. You're totally right. Great films help with my computer science knowledge. Oh. Why I'm here today. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think um, the original Matrix is, is definitely one of those things where you had to be there, right? To, to really yeah. understand its impact. Um, and one can only look at you can tell how impactful it was that it was parodied in Shrek because you know if you make it to Shrek, you know you made it as, as like a oh, cultural that, icon. Think that's status. like the kind of uh, that's the bar. Is that yeah. like the another rating? <laughs> like if you if you made it into Shrek, so Ricky Martin's like he's the guy. He's the god of music. Exactly. <laughs> All it's, things always end with Shrek, Jake. Always. It's true. Shrek prepared me for living in Seattle because in Shrek Two, there's like a little joke where they get uh, where they're all in a Starbucks and it gets crushed, and then they go across the street to the other Starbucks, and that is actually what it is like here. There's just a Starbucks everywhere. I feel like I, I gotta rewatch Shrek Two. I feel like that's. Mm-hmm. Shrek 2 had probably a lot of Hollywood in jokes that I was way too young to understand at the time. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. The movies like that back then were were full of those. But I I think so. So, to to, to both of your points, I think when the original Matrix came out, revolutionary for all the reasons that we said, but also I think it was an introduction for a lot of uh, people to to kind of uh, so many more niche genres, right? Like you could Mm -hmm. see the influence of Akira uh, and Ghost in the Shell in that movie. Uh, you oh, can yeah. also think of, uh, you know, the Kung Fu films uh, from Yuan Wuping, who's the choreographer on it, stuff like Fists of Legend, especially. Uh, and then even a lot of the gunfights, you know, straight out of John Woo movies, oh, Hard yeah, Boiled, The Better Tomorrow, stuff like that. So it mm-hmm. took all these different genres, whether it be cyberpunk, gun fu, kung fu, all this other stuff, and all mashed it all together, made it so that uh, people in the West didn't have to read subtitles because they can never get over that. Uh, nope. But on top of that, too, they also put in a lot of like, you know, heavy philosophical stuff, right? It is a, uh, the hero's journey in a lot of ways. Uh, but a lot of people weren't exposed to that kind of um, hero's journey telling in, in that way. So 
I think it holds up really well. And I think the script is really tight too. So I, I, I definitely think it's an all time classic. Um, the sequels, I, again, I haven't seen them in a long time. I remember when I saw the sequels, I didn't think they were bad. I, yeah. I was just like, yeah, that was pretty cool. I just thought the first one was a lot yeah. better than the sequels. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I thought that too. I, I definitely thought the third one was the weakest of all of them, which everyone, I mm. think, seems to agree on that as ge- a general consensus. Um, right. But I think and when I saw the first two, uh, I ended up liking the second one more initially. Oh, um, okay. I think as as time went on, I'm definitely like, yeah, I mean, there's you can't make a movie more influential than the original Matrix just because the action mm-hmm. scenes in the second were really great, but like everything else is kind of lacking. Oh, and um, then yeah. the Animatrix too. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's the, there is the Animatrix. The Animatrix right. was probably su- it was super dope. <laughs> the Animatrix is great. I mean, the Animatrix was definitely like one of my first in, uh, exposures to like japanese animation yeah like, from a young age I, I wasn't really watching a lot of that i didn't watch too much toonami um mm-hmm. growing up so that was definitely one of my first sort of just exposures and it was really cool because i got to see where a lot of the influence from the matrix came from. you're like oh this is really familiar <laughs> yeah by, by, by a lot of like what is it all these animators are now doing matrix stuff and i'm like oh okay it's cool it's kind of almost full circle Exactly. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm sure that was part of the reason why the Wachowskis wanted something that, like that to happen to the Matrix. Is it Wachowski or Wachowski? I'm just. I I, I, I'm, I'm not sure either. So it's good that we're just saying this. I always yeah. called it Wachowski, but apparently it's Wachowski. So I th- yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard Wachowski also. Okay, let's go with Wachowski. We'll, we'll Wachowski. Go if if if, <laughs> if 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 that's the wrong pronunciation, you can you can email me. Just just yeah. DM me on Twitter. Yeah, so we'll go through Wachowski uh, sisters, right? So, so they did an yeah. amazing job with the Matrix, mm-hmm. and after that, they did a couple of films. I, I love Cloud Atlas. I think it's one of the best, a very flawed movie, but one of the best for me, one of my favorites. Absolutely, it just does uh, cool things. They're just trying yeah. new things. Yeah, and and that's something I, I that I want to bring that. up too. Uh, I, I think the Wachowskis, no matter what they do, they always go for it, and sometimes yeah. it doesn't work. Oh yeah, uh, I haven't seen Jupiter Ascending, but I've heard a lot of the memes <laughs> around. Jupiter ascending. Oh man, yeah. I'll tell you what, you got a werewolf skate uh rollerblading and what's her name? Mila Kunis got the hots from sh- I like dogs. It's 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 There's aliens, there's the different races, there's human farms. Oh man, it's it's wacky. That <laughs> sounds fun as shit, honestly. Watch it at yeah, you know, just oh, do yourself that yeah. thing. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Weed is legal in Washington State. So yeah, it's legal. And, and also in New Jersey and, and uh, Illinois as well. So. And New York yes. now, too. It's awesome. Yes, please note, viewers, this is not an, uh, uh, a recommendation for you to do anything illegal. It's uh, not. But you can always drive somewhere it is legal and do it there. Um, mm-hmm. listen, listen, we don't judge here at the Long Run Podcast. No, we, we do not. Now uh but yeah yeah so i i think they always swing and i, I think that's something that mm-hmm. is definitely uh something i like about them no matter what whenever you watch a wachowski film it's always just like okay like y'all really went for it and i might not have liked it and even loved it but you definitely went for it uh it, do you both of you kind of feel the same way or do you have different uh kind of takes when it comes to the wachowskis I mean, and from what I've seen of them, like in in terms of let, let me let me bring back the uh, the old the old listicle here. I uh, mean, in their stuff like Speed Racer, Cloud Atlas, yeah, they're just doing cool things, and they yeah. like they they have a real they seem to have a real eye for style. Yes, you know, sure. and 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 that is and that is apparent here, where everything was just super 
super stylish in this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm definitely a fan of visuals in film and like cinematography. Like if, if I were to go into film, I'd probably do cinematography, visual stuff. And one of my, right. like, I, I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. And, but one of my favorite films is Blade Runner 2049. Um, yeah. Cause it's just, it's just, uh, just a gorgeous film. It's just eye candy. Just like Shout out to Roger loves. Deakins, man. Roger I, Deakins. I, Roger Deakins. I love you so much, man. I, right. I, I, I pray at your altar. The um, <laughs> <laughs> absolute fucking genius, that man. Yeah, no, but uh-huh. uh, it's, I, I love that sort of visual stuff. And I also like it when directors, I prefer a swing and a miss than to like an iterative. We've done this before. We've been here before. Right. Sort oh of yeah, thing, which I guess La- is lazy stuff. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I, I prefer uh, a weird idea that doesn't succeed to just you know doing the same thing again. Which is why I mm-hmm. I I I don't mind the Last Jedi personally, even though it, oh like, yeah, fails in certain <laughs> regards. Oh, bro, you you are preaching to the no. choir here. I know, me, I know, I I like it. Me, me and Jake and and all of our friends, we did a five hour review on the Last Jedi, brother. Like, oh, you know what people. Only reason people don't like The Last Jedi is because they wanted more of the same. And that movie said, uh, you know, you know, deal with it, you nerds. All right. Things got to change. <laughs> Which I think is a perfect segue to into The Matrix. Like this, because yeah. I, I think we were before in the, in the pre-show, we were talking about how like, what is it? This is similar in certain areas to The Last Jedi and the fact mm-hmm. that it is essentially a response to it's a response to sort of what, what fans want. Um, mm-hmm. It's v- incredibly meta. I'd say significantly yes. oh, more so super meta than, mm-hmm. than most mm-hmm. films. Um, and I would honestly almost in some ways compare it to Twin Peaks, the return, which mm. is if you have not seen Twin Peaks, the return, it is uh, basically David Lynch telling uh, for 12 straight hours, just, giving his fans the opposite of what they want and basically just like doing everything except what people want. Um, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's also just great outside of that, but like mm-hmm. this almost just, it, it felt like that at least initially to me in the first part of the film. Right. So um, <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up. So the thing about this movie is, is right. So after, um the animatrix right the, the yeah. original trilogy we had the animatrix and then i believe there was the matrix uh mmo uh, matrix online or something like that oh yeah there no yeah there was no other matrix like material right and, no. and apparently literally every single year one of ours would go to the wachowskis and be like hey yeah so uh what about that <laughs> sequel though what about that sequel money please Uh-oh. Warner uh, needs that money, honest. I mean, look, Harry Potter's not they're 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 trying to like dredge Harry Potter out from behind the shed. Like they're <laughs> they're 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 DC sort of like extended universe thing like totally failed and now they're just kind of like trying to just throw whatever IP at whatever director to just make the money. They they can't do right. a Marvel thing. Uh so they're they're just like desperate for some franchise that will give them like yearly mm-hmm. recurring revenue in the same way that like Disney has with basically everything absolutely um, <laughs> uh, and, and and let's let's be honest that's just like the hollywood system as it is yeah. and that's something the, the the movie actually literally calls warner brothers uh, it has forced us to do this again sort of thing like yeah. it, 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 it's not subtle at all it, it, it directly she directly calls that out too it, she literally so okay the the first i guess we'll start talking about the the, the actual like plot of the film right? yeah go ahead and, go and ahead. then we could go into this so like 
the the initial plot of the movie is that the um okay so basically you start up and neo is in this sort of new matrix that is based on like the modern day oh wait, first on. first let's go back a little bit all right oh, first yeah. off at the end of the third matrix i think yeah. neo and trinity go to the machine city yes die and neo dies for our sins and becomes yes. matrix jesus, jesus. more or, yes. or less yeah. Yes. Yes. Very, very clear Jesus allegory. Like it's 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 abundantly clear. I think he's I'm like sure he dies as a T pose. Yeah, like, I think he's yeah. you know, he is, he's T posing to him. assert dominance. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's asserting his dominance there. Right. No, yeah, so he, so he does that. Mm-hmm. Um and then this film, it just all of a sudden, like no context, like he's back in like a twenty twenty something like world that is mm-hmm. like based on 2020 san francisco Um, and as as someone who was an engineer in san francisco for a little bit i can confirm that this whole film very accurate to being an engineer in san francisco (laughs) okay all right uh the the cramped elevators everything it was the memories were flooding back um but yeah so he he's working as a famous game designer working Mm. for a company called uh what I think it was Deus Ex Machina or Something Ex like, Machina. Some stupid thing like that. Yeah. What was the game um, he made? What was the binary? Game? I, <laughs> game was <laughs> the game was called. He was working on a game called Binary. But wasn't um, the game the original game that made him famous? Wasn't it The Matrix? The Matrix. It, it is was. The Matrix. Yeah. So it was, and then he made a game called The Matrix, which is essentially the fit the first three Matrix films yes. as they happen. So, what kind um, of game right. do you think that was like? First person shooter. Do you think that was like a telltale story game? I, I, I think they explicitly <laughs> they say it was VR. Like it, it, it shows him in like a vibe. Like they explain. And oh, that's they, right. Uh-huh. His therapist basically is like, you created a virtual reality game. You know, right? That was, which that which was, makes sense if you think about it, because of the what the Matrix is, right? Yeah, it is a simulation. That's yeah. Sort of thing. And it's it's also pretty smart. There was this one. I think it was a Polygon or a Verge article where they are basically like. Most movies, when they show a fake video game, they'll like show some really weird, bad CGI. Yeah, and it's like anyone who actually like plays a video game is like you look at this and you're like, it just kind of takes you out of the experience because you know that's not what a video game looks like. Right. And what's smart about this film is it just doesn't show you the game, and the game itself is just footage. Yeah, just footage from the original movies. (laughs) Right. So it doesn't really take you out of the experience outside of forcing you to think about the context of the original three films. But regardless. They drag Neo into an or Thomas Anderson. They drag Thomas Anderson into an office, and his boss directly tells him, "Quote unquote, our parent company Warner Brothers is telling us to make a sequel to the trilogy." And I'm not exaggerating. They they just directly say that. Um, uh, And they and then he says, "If you did not do this, they would do it without you." Right. and it's just yeah yeah, it's this whole first thing is just uh it was um i forget which which yeah it was lana yeah this whole first thing was lana wachowski basically just being like fuck you warner brothers for making me do this i hate you so much (laughs) (laughs) so so the backstory behind that is that uh apparently they they had refused making it for so long that that's what warner brothers did is that they had hired people to make scripts and stuff like that hey we're gonna make the sequel with or without you we'd love to have you on because we want you to be there we're gonna do it 
Yeah, (laughs) but we're going to do it sort of thing. Uh, And and just like what what Evan was saying, obviously they need money. You know, Warner Brothers, I'm not going to say that the DCEU was awful, but I will say it certainly probably didn't make us nearly as much money as they wanted to. And uh, I'm I'm just saying right now that last Fantastic Beast movie was awful. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Warner Brothers not doing too good right now. I didn't didn't see that one. You're not missing much. There was another one? Yes, there there was. There was a second one, and from what I understand, it directly implies that like Johnny Depp's Grindelwald character was attempting to prevent the Holocaust. He's, so he's like it's pretty Hitler, wild. Yes. He was talking <laughs> in the Holocaust. Jake. That was that was a conflict in the movie. I'm sorry for spoiling that for you, people, but you oh, shouldn't have fucking see it. So just don't <laughs> no, watch it. Like it's really bad. Not to turn this into a crime to Grindelwald review, but Jake, I kid you not. There's a scene in the movie. There's a scene in the movie. It's it's a rally, okay, where Grindelwald, played by Johnny Depp, is telling the <laughs> Wizarding World that they need to go to war against the Muggles because the Muggles are going to cause World War II and drop atomic bombs everywhere. That 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 was his argument. That we need oh, to so tell he's try- So he's like, he okay. So he's he's like trying to stop World War II by yeah. doing a wizard holocaust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, more or less. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that movie is fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's definitely not that good. But but what, what I was trying to say, though, is that, you know, Warner Brothers is not in a good spot. Um, and, and for the longest time, right, they had always asked the Wachowskis to, to be involved with this and whatnot. And apparently <clears throat> what really got Lana uh, Wachowski involved is, is uh, uh, something, a personal tragedy that happened to her as well as her sister. So both mm. of her parents died within the span of one month. Oh, no. Um, and then, and then there was a uh, another like close either family friend or friend of theirs that had also passed away, unfortunately. Um, and as they were, pro- uh, Lana specifically was processing the grief of, of obviously such a huge thing to happen to anyone. Um, and it was on a sleepless night is where she came up with the story for the Matrix Four, apparently Matrix Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in her words, it was something like, "I was dealing with the loss of my parents and how I could never have them ever again back." Right. Mm-hmm. And then she came up with the story uh, like, "But I could." Uh, get Neo and Trinity back uh, and for me that was something that was very very comforting and something that I felt like okay I might not have my parents but at least I can have quote unquote like you know uh, so my most iconic or greatest creation whatever you want to call it yeah. I could bring them back and, and make a, a film about them and that sort of thing and, and that a, brought her a lot of comfort very interesting way to process grief <laughs> yeah, and certainly uh, for sure but it's 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 respectable and i understand that you know and it's like mm-hmm. it's just just sort of that that initial i, I don't know it I, I think i read that too and i was like this is it it definitely comes from an interesting place and you can kind of tell that right that this wasn't just uh dredging you know the the, the film up to just dredge it up yeah it um, wasn't a cash grab by them it wasn't yeah. it it, it didn't feel like it wasn't a cash grab. And there were, this definitely was better than I think anything Warner Brothers would have made by themselves. Um, so better than we all expected, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I was not expecting it to be good. Um, like, oh, great. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Yeah. But I, yeah. Now, I will, Jake, uh, oh, go ahead, Jake. Go I ahead. was just going to say, uh, you can ask your question, then I'll, I'll follow up afterwards. What you yeah. have to say? No, I, what I was going to say is that since we were talking about meta, I remember you had told me that was one of your favorite parts of this film was how meta it was. Oh, was yeah, that's what I was going to say. elaborate on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, as Evan was saying before, you start off on this film, you are just dropped into regular old Thomas Anderson played by, you know, 
again by Keanu Reeves, who just looks right. bedraggled with that beard. He just he just looks tired. And uh-huh. and and you're just like and you're like the Matrix, the game, and you're like, well, there's all the movie scenes. And mm. you're throughout this whole thing, I'm asking myself, like, is this is this what they were trying to is this is this how they're going with this movie that the Matrix wasn't a thing? Is that are we not gonna even see like robots in like computer right. programs? Are we <laughs> are we just gonna be grappling with <laughs> Thomas's uh you know psychoses? Right, that would be right. awesome, honestly. <laughs> I would be like I, I, I thought that's what they were going for. I'm like, oh my goodness, what a heavy <laughs> film. <laughs> right, right. That, that would have been so cool. I mean, honestly, I wish I didn't see any of the trailers because that would have been something that I, that would have been a conclusion I would come to as well. Yeah, but yeah, I, I could just... I, yeah, it would be like, what is it? There's this one episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine where the the captain is like, where it, it all of a sudden you're just in like 1950s and like the actual, all the characters are just like comic book writers. And you're like, mm. was this whole show just in the imagination of this one dude? And like that's just such a that's such a cool like idea. That would have been amazing if the Matrix just kind of did that, um, and it, it, yeah. it just went that way. But but they they definitely can't. Um, <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't want to set up other films. They changed it yeah. pretty quickly, like throughout the whole thing. And it's and it's also I think it's hit home by the fact that Neo or, or Thomas Anderson is dealing with he is mm. he is having trouble differentiating reality from the game he right. and, and he is going to psychiatrist doogie hauser md for um for help and they are discussing like you you are having trouble like you you jumped off a building you tried to fly because you could not differentiate reality and right. we're like oh my goodness like was this all a psychosis <laughs> yeah right, right. Yeah. and and even even the way that uh not only the, the way it's shot but also the the way uh keanu plays the role like at first i was like keanu like your delivery is really bad but it's actually it's not about him being bad. It's just that he's that like out of it. Bro. Yeah, he is like, so he he did such a good job of just being like dazed and confused. He is like I don't know what's going yeah, on. Anymore. Like, like yeah. I think a lot about that shot when he was like sitting in the bathtub just like this, or like when he was like keeps on yeah. looking in the mirror. He's like like trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I, I imagine I, this is what people went through after the Matrix first came out. Yeah. They were like, right. oh what the what, <laughs> what yeah, if no. I. exactly no it was a a cool thing of simulation theory but honestly the the illusion was shattered for me when we when we saw the therapist for the first time because there's you know it's a simulated Mm. reality because there's no way that a therapist could afford that house in san francisco like oh oh, yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) there's absolutely no fucking way in hell uh like this is not happening that was yeah, one of the jokes I wrote down. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to take it. Although there's a lot <laughs> Listen, of sad engineers with a lot that need therapy, maybe, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um. Now, the, the, the therapist himself is played by uh, Neil Patrick Harris, right? Uh, yeah, he's so good. We, yeah, and I think he's really great. In oh, he did a great I, job here. I he, he oh, was yeah. he was. Sh- I didn't even know he was in this, and like he was yeah, one of my favorite yeah. performances. He did a yes. perfect job as like the main antagonist of the film. He was like menacing and shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was this this really cool kind of character that you don't know whether to trust in the beginning, which is a pretty great inversion of the the architect from the uh, previous mm-hmm. films. Yes, yes, Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and I, uh, I think well, it's also it's also extra sinister because you're like this is the therapist like he is right he, yeah. he, like they are trying to tell you like don't like don't jump off this ledge like you are going nuts right now right you gotta right. like you know you know you are you are not well thomas yeah. you know and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you're like oh my god like this is like i want to trust you but you are like uh, obviously you are lying to me <laughs> right yeah, exactly but there's like a there's like a couple things there too so one like we said before neil patrick harris does a great job and in fact i would say like the i, I didn't think there was any bad performances in this movie i think the cast no. is actually a really good job they did a good job i, I, I would say I, the I weakest so. part of this movie is the overall story and writing and we'll talk yeah. about that a little bit later for sure. uh but for me I, I love neil patrick harris because uh the, the character itself while Sometimes I think its motivations are are a little unclear. There's so many like different messages and themes that kind of come from that. So we talked about how um, it, the analyst has become to later know him as is, is also uh, something like what the architect was in the previous Matrix films. But also mm-hmm. to something that Jake said too, like in his role as a therapist, there's almost like this subtle little like commentary on, on like the role of medicine and medication in, in uh, the society today. And that's something that Neil Patrick mm-hmm. Harris talks about as well later on about like, how society is in, in these days and i know for me the first thing i thought of was just like how easy it is and how prevalent it is like to, to just like hey take the meds or, or something like that yeah. or even just like the pharmaceutical industry and how it takes advantage of patients in that way and, um, and the symbolism is there because he hands neo just a bottle of blue pills you know that's yes. the that's always the exactly line. <laughs> exactly uh, so, so it was certainly a very interesting premise. Uh, and, and as we see uh, go on too, right, we're, we're going through the film, we're trying to figure out what's going on as well, besides the fact that Evan already knew it was a Matrix uh, simulation because uh, uh, there's no way New Patrick Harris could afford <laughs> that house. Um, we, um, we see him too, and, and pretty soon... Like a $10 million he, house. <laughs> <laughs> pretty soon, right, he goes to the cafe. Uh, you could tell it's a hipster cafe because they have the really small cups. They had ramen um, too, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, it's right next... It, that, that cafe is right next to Embarcadero Station. <laughs> In real life. So if you want to visit it here, folks, you you heard it here from Evan. You know where it's, to go. It's, it's right off the end of Market Street. It's like a couple blocks from the ferry terminal. Anyways, go on. <laughs> yeah, so so it, we, we start seeing these little glimpses of, of, of different things, right? So he, he sees Trinity, but in, in this Matrix, she's called Tiffany. She has a family. They don't know each other. They they Neo has that weird feeling like, I feel like I know you, but they've never met before, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and there's even this really interesting scene, too, where um, they do like a, a, a meeting, right, where they all try to figure out what the next Matrix is supposed to be, and they all discuss the meanings of the Matrix. And everyone oh, yeah. is just talking. And Neo is just like, He's just sitting in the corner, the original creator of the game. He doesn't say a word about what it's actually about, which I thought was a really interesting yeah. scene. How'd you well, all feel about that? Well, uh, it wonder. reminds me of how you discuss your meeting sometimes going, talking with people that don't mm-hmm. understand esports. It's like, oh, yeah. you know what the Matrix is about? It, it guns and explosions, and we need NFTs. You know, <laughs> NFTs in this oh, game. Man. And yeah, we... we... Uh, NFTs are NFTs are the uh, look. I'm 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 NFTs are the future, guys. I'm sorry to break it to you, but uh, that's just it, man. You better get your NFTs on Meta right now. NFTs are the Matrix, dude. Like you know, like imagine Matrix Five, right? It's just like Neo with a monkey picture, right? Just like lost his apes or something. Incredible. Wow. Incredible. And great. I don't know. You'll be able to purchase this podcast. As an NFT. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm to get on OpenSea right now, dude. Hopefully my server doesn't <laughs> shut down or that link is going to be gone. It's gone um, forever. 
starting at the <laughs> solid price of like 20 ETH. Anyone want to buy it? I'll, I'll throw my wallet address in the show notes. <laughs> All right. No, the, um, Check for that in the, in the description. But anyway, yeah. how do you feel about this scene? Uh, how do I feel about this scene? I, I mean, it definitely was <laughs> the original creator of the, what, what Jake, I think, was getting at, the original creator of the Matrix video games saying nothing right. while everybody around them was telling them how to make the Matrix 4. I, mm-hmm. I wonder what that was a meta commentary on. Probably nothing right. that like Lily dealt with at all. Yeah. But, i got to say, serious yeah. hopelessness vibes. During yes. this whole sequence, you're just like, "Oh yeah. my god, this guy is mega depressed." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It was. No, no, okay, okay. The um, it was it was really interesting because I haven't actually seen this whole sequence was so creative. Um, I was I was loving the entire part. It was probably my favorite part of the film was the beginning mm-hmm. when it's all meta, yeah. um, mm-hmm. because. It was, I haven't seen anything that's just so direct. I was honestly mm. kind of shocked Warner Brothers let her get away with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I think the um the only reason that that happened is she gave them the script and then they were like, we don't want to do this. And she's like, tough luck. This is what I'm going to do. You can either make something else without me, but you can't do this. Or like, like you basically, if you, if you want me to make the next Matrix film, this is what it's going right. to be. Yeah. And right. I honestly like, even though it was kind of like not great for Warner Brothers to kind of force her into this position, yeah. Like, at least they went with it. At least they weren't mm-hmm. like totally shitty about it and went and went. We're like, we're gonna get Ron Howard to direct this instead. Like, we're gonna... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, um, or someone else. Like that was that was really cool. But no, I I loved this whole thing. The whole it, it <laughs> the whole like you know, um, San Francisco or just like sort of like tech gaming startup thing gave me i was mm-hmm. like oh man i've vetted so many of these offices before <laughs> <laughs> this entire oh, was... movie it was just getting vivid flashbacks i like, was just, yeah just, he just saw... <laughs> i'm just like i'm so bad at ping pong <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah they had like a ping pong scene of course they had a ping pong yeah, table they were sitting like, on bean bags or something nerf gun. And... yeah the nerf guns of course you know um the only thing that was missing were the uh the 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 little booths where you can call people like the the sort of like call booths um oh i know what you're talking about I, yeah I know yeah exactly yeah. The, about, yeah the 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 pods where you can like go to like talk to people oh uh, yeah i know but it was it i loved this whole section um mm. the whole sort of what's going on it because it was reminiscent of the original film in that way even though you oh, yeah, have definitely. Like, even if you have but it was reminiscent of the original film in a different and good way without right. really retreading the same ground because mm. it works off the assumption that you know what happened in the original film yes and you're still even so like it it's so clever it even tricks your even if you're someone who knows you know the premise and everything you're kind of like starting to doubt it by the end like maybe neo is just nuts like maybe this whole thing is just and, wrong and i think the interesting thing is that they can do that they can First off, it's very mm-hmm. rare that a movie, a sequel, will reference full stop, like the movie that originally started. Like, I've never seen a movie reference, I've seen them reference the pat, like previous things that happened, but never the actual movie itself, kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think it's so interesting that thinking about it, they were only able to just basically, they, they made the assumption that 
you had seen the first Matrix. Right. And I think they only only with this movie could they have made that assumption because as we said before, Matrix is in the zeitgeist. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that plot line. Everybody's seen something from it. So right. they like we recognize that. And I guess that's why they were able to as opposed to something like Dune, where yeah, right. Dune is influential as heck. But yeah. You most people probably haven't read it, so people that movie you get lost in. But oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, check out our Dune review, by the way. Oh, uh, no. you find it, find it. May in, the in spice previous flow. Yeah, <laughs> may the spice <laughs> flow for sure. Uh, now, uh, the other thing that, that struck me about that scene is it almost felt like um, Lana, the the director, who's also the writer of this movie, uh, was also like criticizing all the people who like misinterpret the original meaning. Yeah, of, of the yeah, Matrix. that was fun. Was like, fun. like let's let's be honest. Like, you know, let's just call a spade a spade. The alt right has co opted the whole like take the red pill for the truth or oh, whatever. Right? Is that what uh, she was trying to? Is that what I, she was trying to yeah. focus on? Certainly yes. part of it. Oh. I'm sure it's that, but it's also probably Warner Brothers being like, "Hey, can we get like another like cool uh, gunfight scene?" And she'd be like, "No," <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. I, I'm sure that's part of it too. But uh, it, there's no way that the alt right thing wasn't uh, in, in her mind. I know she. <laughs> From, from what I've seen, the the Wachowskis don't like telling people what the meanings of, of the original Matrix movies are, just because like that they they want people to get their own meaning of it. Like some but, people have called the original Matrix like a, a trans allegory, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> which makes sense in a lot of ways. But the mm-hmm. only t- one of the only times that they have come out and said that no, it's not that is when people keep on talking about like take the red pill for the truth for the alt right, and like they on Twitter they've been like fuck you for saying that sort of thing. Like that's not what it is. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the 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 direct tweet thread you're referring to, which is one of my favorite things ever, was um yeah. Ivanka Trump, uh the former uh daughter of former First president or what oh, oh, was oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it was it was yes. uh, it was um Elon Musk said I uh you know, said I took the red pill on Twitter and then Elon right. Musk replied, so did I, and then Lana responded, fuck you both, which was, yeah. <laughs> which was great. Yeah, because honestly, like, um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you okay. guys, don't, uh, don't you use my movie. She's like, don't use my movie. You don't get the reference my movie. <laughs> yeah, and, and the... The other thing is, besides the alt right, is that um, from this is something I, I've also heard from from other analysis of the film is that uh, the whole red pill blue pill analogy has also been uh, like co opted or or whatever you want to call it by like the whole like pickup artist community. Like, oh yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. We're like, hey, like if you're trying to go out there and you know spit your game or whatever, trying to hook up with people, yeah. like that's something they say. Like take take the red pill or the blue pill if you want the truth or something like that. And let me say, yeah. anybody anybody trying to do, this is a PSA to all you guys. All right. Anybody trying to teach you pickup artistry? They're scam artists. Don't listen to them, all right? <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen to me instead. I've got a listen new podcast me. coming out. I have out. an NFT. <laughs> <laughs> listen to me coming out. I've got these apes. I'm, I'm looking to sell them off. Beautiful. <laughs> 0.5 each. Okay, no, but the, um, yeah, it, the, the whole sort of thing was definitely, I mean, because, it, what is it, the, the entire Matrix, the original one, was so into the cultural zeitgeist that the red pill just right. became a thing. People knew what it was. You take the red exactly. pill, you awaken your your right. mind, you open, you unlock your mind to the true nature of right. the world. We only use ten percent right. of our brain, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, do you want to do you want to use your third eye? Like, uh, oh. I eat raw meat because Joe Rogan told me don't do that. Uh, I'm just like, to, but yeah, <laughs> drink your own piss instead. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! no. But, 
Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's the original Matrix, going going back to what uh, Jake, I think you were saying before, it's like, mm-hmm. even if you haven't seen the original Matrix, you've you seen the original Matrix. Is. Yes, yeah. yes, it, it can, absolutely. So it's like, everybody... It, it can just work off that assumption and it does it really really well um i love that whole first part of it it also i think like it portrays like sort of like the just just because of um his acting like uh keanu reeves portrays like neo's sort of like anxiety and the whole thing really really well oh super Um, good it was it was awesome just the way that he portrayed the character but yeah i i really loved the first hour of this film and i just i i was when i went back to watch it last night i was just really happy with it and how it turned out yeah there's a lot of really cool stuff in it and it's that slow build-up right because it it, again (laughs) i i love what jake said it's just that like or i think it was you evan where it's like it's similar but it's different enough you're like i want to see where they're going i see the callbacks but i also see the newness how they're actually addressing what we expect you see, want to see where it goes. And that's where we get introduced to the other, I guess, like the crew of this movie, right? We have right. Uh, Bugs, who is played by Jessica Henwick. You might have seen her in Iron Fist on Netflix. I know I haven't because I heard that show is terrible, but she seems great. Oh. Um, there's <laughs> also Yahya Abdul-Mateen II as Morpheus. Or, oh, or he this, did a good job. As this I version of Morpheus. Um, my boy. Might, oh yeah, you might have seen him as uh, Black Manta in Aquaman. Oh, he was as, Black Manta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And he played a character named Cal in the HBO Watchmen show. Yes. Which is yes. so oh. incredibly good. Yeah. Go watch it. It, it. It's a much better <laughs> sequel to Watchmen than Doomsday Clock is what I'll say. Anyway. No, it, it's so Anyways, yeah. No, he's he's yeah. great. I love that guy. Uh, and he yeah, does he does a great job as Morpheus here. Oh, I agree. I agree. And at that, by the way, that's no easy task because Lawrence Fishburne no. owns that role. Uh, and I, yeah. I still think Lauren Fishburne is better, but I, I yeah. think Mateen does an amazing job as Morpheus. And as sure. we found out that it's like a, I, I, I didn't quite understand the reasoning, but it's somehow he's like a merging of what Morpheus was, but also like an agent. So, I so he was, understand. he was basically like a, an iteration on Morpheus. Like Morpheus, I think Morpheus is dead. I'm not sure. Morpheus is dead. He's implied yes. to be dead. Okay. Um, I forget yes. why he, I forget why he died uh i think it was just because there was like some attack on io i think was what the Uh, movie implies mm -hmm, but yeah mm -hmm. there's a monument to him he passed away um before the film takes place yeah he was like unanimously like voted as like the leader once after the revolutions or something like that there is no lawrence fishman in this movie right yeah abdul mateen the second plays morpheus or at least a version of him um and, and then we also have bugs go ahead yeah Oh yeah, no. One of the just before we move off Morpheus, the uh, going on the whole meta thing. He literally in the, his first appearance in the film, he walks out of a bathroom stall and he says, like, with the same like Morpheus inflection, like, at last. And then he just starts laughing. He's like, "Sorry, I couldn't resist." And he like breaks the whole like impression right. of Lawrence Fishburne. Oh yeah, and they they do that so much where they're like, "Yeah, we know, like we're we're, we're like we're like playing it a little bit, you know, like we're we yeah, like great, basically but... all the characters in this movie that are on our um, actually I'd say all the characters are basically they basically they seem to have this kind of through of like we've seen the Matrix, we love it, we're big fans, and we're <laughs> yeah. kind of riffing on it here. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's so self aware and it's riffing on it, and it's not like he's trying mm-hmm. to do like a Lawrence Fishburne impression. Like, he, oh yeah, he, he does, does his own thing. Fish. Yeah, he does his own. Absolutely. Yeah, he he really does uh, uh, an amazing job. Especially like it's hard to to like 
go into those shoes. And something that I love that uh, both of you have pointed out is, um, you know, Keanu Reeves not exactly known for being an Oscar worthy, you know, like high range actor, but he does a really good job here. And I love this scene in particular because when 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 Morpheus is up there, he's like, "Yo, I got I got what you want. I got your fix." He's like showing the pill to him. You know, you could see Neo's like, nah, "Man, I don't know." It, it's like it's like when you give like when you're just like, "Hey, man, just one more hit," and he's like, "Bro, I I, I don't know if I can go back to that." I, I, wait a second, wait a yeah, second. He's like, "Like, hold on, I'm on medication now, bro." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was uh, freaking amazing out. Job. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. so good. Uh, I I love that whole thing. But yeah, um, who who played Bugs again? Because I guess we'll go through the rest of the cast. Jessica right? Henwick. Jessica Henwick plays uh, Bugs. Right. I forget who she. I forget who she was in Iron Fist because I did see Iron Fist, and I won't say it's mm. bad, but I also won't say it's good. Um, I think her name is is Maggie in the show or something. Oh my god! Like she's the co-leader in the show outside of. Uh, Whoever Iron Fist is, uh, I am blanking entirely on this. Colleen. I Colleen. There's no, I've forgotten that entire show. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. So, but Bugs, we come to find out, is someone who actually really believes in, in Neo. And, and she says something on the lines like she witnessed Neo, like almost commit suicide or something. Then that somehow woke her up and was like, wait, hold on. And, and she became aware that she was in the simulation. And all this. Oh, yeah. Stuff. His, I'll suicide be honest, attempt, his suicide yeah. attempt was him trying to fly. Yes exactly yeah. i'll be honest i don't i couldn't quite understand how that jogged her into being like yes i'm in a simulation and freed her um but i i like bugs because she almost represents a lot of what we are as well as the crew they also represent like what a lot of like matrix fans are right so like oh my god you're neo and i love you yeah, yeah. And you inspired <laughs> me and like i'm pretty sure like when they go to uh, like they get out of the matrix and they're on the ship like they, they introduce this one guy and he's like yeah he's our resident neoologist and neo's like what is that it's like oh well it's the study of neo and it's like it's like oh what? <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. uh, in that way i think it's cool that the fans are are, are represented in the show in, in that way like she even has like a tattoo of like a, a bunny or, or something like go mm-hmm. down the rabbit hole that sort of thing yeah, oh that's right, right. <laughs> yeah yeah there, there's always a lot of uh references to alice in wonderland here um I remember there was that one person in the coffee shop that was also reading the the, the Alice Wonderland book. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think both of them do an amazing job um, in terms of Jessica Henwick as that character. One who not only gets Neo out of the Matrix, uh, but also is someone who who constantly is trying to drive the plot forward and be like, no, we can't just do like what we're just like sit back here and wait. We need to go for it and we need to go do it sort of thing. Um, so I was happy that she was in the movie. I think her performance was great. Yeah, she was great. Um, I, I definitely liked the character for sure. It was almost a, a different spin on sort of the same role Trinity played in the original film. Right. Um, also, one other thing that I'm about to ruin for you all, she was one of the Sand Snakes in Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> uh, she, yeah, that was so she she played she played one of those characters from Dorne. Um. Anyways, I was, I'll I was, be honest. I, was I haven't like, seen Game of Thrones, so it didn't spoil anything for me. I mean, I that won't spoil that, 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 okay. Uh, I, 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 wow, I can't believe me. Okay, anyways. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she, she did a great job. I honestly, yeah, going back to the, I don't think anyone did a bad job. Um, I yeah. think the, the only, there was also like another character who was a new guy cast in the old role, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Neo's boss. Neo's <laughs> boss, aka Smith, uh, Smith who, who's too. this time played by Jonathan Groff in, instead of uh, uh, Hugo Weaving. A very, yeah. very famous role. Hugo Weaving owns that role, I think. 
How did Absolutely. you both feel about Smith in this movie? And I, I suppose Jonathan Groff's uh, uh, performance um, alongside that. So I think he did a great job, but I think right. it's hard. I think it's hard to be like, this is who Smith is now because it's like Smith was what, probably the most iconic performance in like any of the original films. Oh, you're and right. You replaced him with a performance that's still pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. And, but like, <sighs> I, I don't know. I almost would have wanted an impression here. I feel like it's just, it, it felt very weird, right? I didn't feel it was the same character almost. Right. Um, mm. And it, I don't know, which is weird because I think Morpheus was designed to be an iteration, right? It was designed to be right. Morpheus one, so it made more sense. But I don't know if this was designed to be like a Smith iteration. Like he didn't, mm. there wasn't as many monologues about like hating the stench of this place or like yeah. stuff like that. Right. It was just, it was just like, I don't know. Um, just people, it just he kind of reminded me of just like, I don't know, just a normal dude, just who like is going around San Francisco minding their business. Um, right. So I, I think he did fine, but I don't know. It's just, it's really hard to replace like Hugo Weaving here. Absolutely. You're going to be compared to him. So no matter what you do. Yeah. How'd you, what exactly. you think Jake? I mean, he's, I mean, Evan's right. It's just, there really wasn't a through line between the two characters. It was kind of just its <laughs> own distinct thing. Yeah. Um, and it also didn't matter as much because he didn't really show up. Yeah. A lot. Didn't really play that big of a role. I think that role was of the um of the of the agent was kind of just taken over by um Neil Patrick Harris's character. Right. So, As the primary antagonist in that way for sure. Right, yeah. So I, I think that was and also it's just kinda interesting seeing that evolution from the, the Smith uh antagonist where it's just like very methodical, monologue y kind of sinister to the kind of like friendly affable uh you know snarky uh villain that we got here in both neil patrick harris as well as agent smith to a degree yeah yeah i'll be honest like the i I think dropped does a good job i I just couldn't quite figure out what they're trying to do with smith in this movie like yeah smith smith shows up he's first shows up as the boss who's like hey we gotta make this video game Friggin' Warner Brothers, am I right? Hey, right? <laughs> I and, and then he shows up and he shouts like Mr. Anderson. You realize, oh God, it's Smith. And he like shoots him with his black desert eagle. It's like, oh, okay, so he's back. And then later on, it, like he he confronts Neo again. You're like, okay, so I guess he's just like the regular Agent Smith. He's an agent for the Matrix and therefore the machines. And then later on, he comes to actually ally with Neo against Neil Patrick Harris as the architect. Um, And, and, and like, actually stops the architect from filling his plans so in my head i'm like i i don't understand what this character is trying to accomplish like i would think that if he's a program because he's not like a, a, a an actual real person uh, um right in, in that way he would be programmed to do a certain thing but it seems like he's rebelling but like but why would he rebel what is actually the goal here because he like, evolved I, I, he evolved that's the whole point he evolved beyond his original programming and i think that happens right. in the in the movies the original mm-hmm. trilogy yeah. he's like right almost become his own entity outside of the matrix. Right. Mm-hmm. So was he just trying to get out of the matrix? Cause he hated the matrix. I wasn't trying. I wasn't sure what his goal was. I think though. he just wanted to be in charge. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it's, he wanted to be in charge and he also wanted to, I think it's funny because though, I guess one of the core story elements is like, you know, everybody doesn't want to be controlled. They want to, right. they don't want to be part of their loops. 
Uh, they mm-hmm. want to break free. And he's basically doing that too, right? Like he's yeah. more or less breaking free with those loops, which is why at the end of the film, there's mm-hmm. like a temporary alliance between the two. Right. And then, they, right. And then, and then he just walks out and leaves. Um, and that was like, so it, it, it's a definitely an interesting take. I think I, I really liked it, but it's, it all, I almost, I feel like more of a distinction needed to be made between right. the two characters in order for me yeah. to be like, this is a new Smith. It's not the same person. Right. You know, it's, it's not the same thing. Um, and so I wouldn't like associate the two as much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I did love, I did love the role he played. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He did and, a good job. And I think Jake, I think you said this too. Like he actually doesn't really have that much screen time. I, I, from what I remember, he didn't. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the other thing is too, now that we're talking about it, um, in a way, the, the way the Smith acts is a subversion of expectations. And I think this mm-hmm. movie does a lot of subversions of expectations in that way. Like mm-hmm. so much of the original Matrix, I think, is very binary, right? It's the it's the machines Ooh, versus good job, Adam. I was about to say <laughs> it's the it's the machines versus the humans, right? It's it's the matrix code, it's binary. It, it's uh, it's like you're uh, either in the matrix or you're not in the matrix, right? There, there's so many like little things, it's this or that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I, I feel like in in this movie, so much of what we thought was going to happen didn't happen, right? The machines and the humans are no longer at war. In fact, there's a machine uh, on machine civil war for what mm-hmm. I, like o- over resources, right? Um, yeah. And then there's also at the same time we see that some machines actually sympathize with the humans because of Neo's sacrifice, and now the machines are working with each other uh, w- with the humans in their city of Io, not Zion. Sorry, there's no uh, giant rave scene in this movie. Hate to break it to you, um, yeah. but. Yeah, um, they're they're all working together, and in fact, I think they even say in the movie that like, yeah, the this city was built by humans and machines, sort of thing. So you could see the evolution of that, right? So there's no more longer this binariness, and I think Agent Smith, even though I found him a little bit confusing in kind of what he was trying to do, he he's also with that, right? He is not the Agent Smith we know. We know. Uh, mm-hmm. He is trying to do something different, uh, and, and there's that subversion of expectations there. Yeah. And I gotta say, you mentioned it. The um, what do you call it? The the whole idea of like these programs being brought to the physical world as right. like these weird magnet people. That was yeah. super cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought so cool. too. I thought so I, too. I was like, oh, what a clever little thing. Mm-hmm. There, there was a lot of really neat world building they actually did. For as much mm-hmm. as like the first hour of this film is basically just like what is it? it, it just literally being like, fuck you. Lana being like, fuck you, fans. I keep forgetting who was the one who directed. <laughs> it's Lana, it's Lana. Yeah. yeah, it's Lana. I keep forgetting if it's Lana or Lily. Anyways, yeah, Lana just being like, fuck you, fans. I'm just, I'm making fun of you. I'm doing all this shit. Fuck like, you. um, there, there definitely was some cool world building, like that sort of like magnet stuff. The, the fact that like pro programs are exiting the metaverse and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> coming mm-hmm. in, uh, what is it coming into the real world to grow strawberries yeah. and like. The machines, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, the machines, like you know, sort of like hanging out in the real world, and there's like alliances, and there's that little like bird creature that's friends with what's her name that they're gonna probably try to sell plush toys of, and like, right, <laughs> it was, it was, there was some cool stuff they did, honestly, with like the lore. Like if you're if you're if you're a editor on the Matrix fan wiki, right, like you're probably yeah. on either a field day or you're just resigning. And I think that's <laughs> I think that's a really interesting like film that does both. It it treads both waters. Pretty cool, but uh, mm-hmm, being, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely thought that 
it had some unique ideas uh, and broadened yeah. the universe in a, in a couple ways. Yeah, I'm so glad we didn't just go back to like, yep, the machines and the humans are back at it again, sort of thing. And 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 yeah. to to your point, Evan, I I actually thought the world building this movie was was one of the best parts uh, about mm-hmm. it. Which is like, oh, I love to see how this has all evolved and how we we've, the world has changed. And um, e- even uh, Jake, something I, I we had a, this discussion I think many many years ago about AI, right? And you're like, I'm so tired of this whole trope of like, no matter what, the AIs are going to turn against us, right? And and you it's something that you said, just like I think. We, we actually don't know, right? We Who knows? They might see something different. And that's something that this movie brings up is that there were AI that saw things differently, that they it's worth allying with the humans and and, and mer- not really merging, but like integrating into a, a, a uniform society in that way. I, I thought about you when I saw it for sure. Yeah, I um, think it's <laughs> that when we see when we see AI becoming evil, I think oftentimes that's just a reflection of what we see you know what we see like we say any any more power as humans i think we view anything more powerful than ourselves would seek to destroy us because probably that's what humans what would do, do. yeah <laughs> so it's a bit well, <laughs> for sure um i mean yeah there, there's definitely that component to it the whole evil ai thing is definitely very overplayed um Right. And I'd hate any Halo 5 that did it um, as a story element. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, but no, the, um, uh, like, it's definitely overplayed. Um, but it, this, and, this and Terminator and a lot of like, it, one thing that, <laughs> the original Matrix came out in 1999. Um, yeah. But like a lot of films of the 80s and 90s, Terminator 2, a lot of it, etc. Skynet, the machines, whatever, evil, bad, we create machines that destroy us. And I think that was before, like, there were videos of, like, Teslas on the internet, like, driving into stop signs. Like, I don't, I don't know. Right. I definitely am a little, I'm definitely a little bit less um, uh, worried just because, I don't know, it, it or I think the the AI the evil AI thing is overplayed because right now we can't even like make smart AI in any any meaningful way. But um, sure, at the very least, they it, I do wish it evolved the story more. Like I think the one thing that was interesting about the original Matrix, which ironically, even though you changed who the sides are, which is a thing right. that they said like everything, one of the things that uh bugs tells neo in the film is that neo changed everything because now they he changed the definition of what the our side is mm-hmm. but one thing that was interesting in the original matrix was you had a guy whose name i forget who just like immediately is like yeah fuck this i want to be in the matrix forever give me that blue pill give me those good states i hate the real world yeah cypher 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 yeah he's like i hate the real world and so you have like a human who's working with the machines right but in this film you don't have that you don't have Mm -hmm. humans working with machines you don't have any of that sort of like real human betrayal every human is working together and loves each other blah 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 and like yay which i i i definitely found that human element of like the humans wants to be in this place still really interesting part of the first film so i was pretty disappointed that that wasn't here yeah they, they do the human element a little bit different in this movie so i think yeah. at its core the original three matrix movies and again you could have your opinions on the sequels i think at its core what the original matrix movies are are, are about awakening and also after that it's about like connection 
and, and going after like what's not necessarily logical in the face of uh, of uh, very very logical foes, right? Like uh, so many times, Neo makes a decision to be better for uh, his fellow man and also to go after Trinity and a lot of things, right? Because mm-hmm. he thinks that's mm-hmm. the what has to be done, and ultimately that's what allows him to triumph over the machines and and become uh, Jesus. Uh, but Jesus. In, in, and and in this movie, I think it's kind of like that too, because the through line of this entire movie is Neo saying, "I need to get to Trinity." It's that connection that he has with Trinity mm-hmm. that that is the driving force of the movie. And subsequently, uh, well, I, we're skipping a lot of plot points, but I think it's important to, to get onto this one. Um, basically, it's all about it's, it's almost like a heist movie where they have to get Trinity out, but in order to yeah. get Trinity out, right, they they have to like awaken her, but she has to awaken like herself, sort of thing. Like they can't just force it out of her. Um, and in that way, I, I think it's interesting that still, despite all like the things that they've changed, it's still about human connection at the end of the day in the face of, uh, you know, the, the simulated world and all this other stuff. So that, that, that's what it seemed like they were really trying to go for in this movie. And I guess it's because Trinity and he is so obsessed with it because I guess Trinity's like the I, I don't remember their relationship. I know they, they were they had a relationship, but I don't remember it being this potent. I imagine right. also she's kind of like his only, like the only person he really has left. Right. Yeah. You know? This this film very much focuses on the two of them together, which mm-hmm. I don't think the first ones really did as much. And maybe the third one did. I feel like that's the film that where it really did focus on the two of them together. Right. Um. But yeah, this 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 entire film, which is really interesting, it's almost like if you took the first matrix film and you took the events that happened at the beginning of it and flipped them around. So Neo's the one breaking her out. Right. Um, that's As basically, yeah. that's what like the later half of the film almost essentially is, is like mm-hmm. Neo, Neo breaking her out and the events that lead up to that. Um, and that whole thing. So it was, it was an interesting like twist, but my take, if we're ready for takes on it, was that... Hey, dude, yeah, whatever, go it. for it. Go for it. Okay. I definitely felt like the first part of the film was great, and I liked how it wasn't a retread, and it wasn't, like, just a Force Awakens-style soft reboot. Right. But I felt like the second part of the film just kind of was. Um, mm. And I it, it, it did more or less the second part, in certain instances, just feel like they're doing Matrix 1 again. Um, mm-hmm. which I, I wished for something a, that was a bit more different um, mm-hmm. and like a bit more risky than more or less just where we got to break someone out of the matrix again mm-hmm. um, as a plot line. But uh, yeah, that that's more or less what the whole, the rest of the film is. The rest of the film is right. like, yeah, he right. breaks out of the matrix. Of course, that's what happens in the matrix. He breaks out mm-hmm. you get the whole like pod scene, like, waking up after 11 hours of sleep, ugh, like just like breaking out of your right. like goo pot, um, you know, after uh, did one too many silence and <laughs> you're, uh... <laughs> I'm hopped up on Huel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too much from the Xbox fridge. And uh, <laughs> uh, like he, he breaks out of the matrix and then he goes to the, New uh, Zion, which is which is Io, it's called Io. Yep, Io, which is a cool name. I love it. And he he has to go back, you know, to essentially 
save Trinity and get her out. Mm-hmm. That's right. more or less the plot of the film. There's like a bunch of little details in there that yep. there's we can go over, but that's the main idea. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know that that second part definitely was where it started to just. It wasn't bad, but I was just my attention was kind of waning a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was just cool mm-hmm. to watch. It was de- it that was part cool was to like watch. the fun yeah. part. Okay, it, it definitely was. Like the action scenes were great. Okay, the action scenes throughout the entire oh. film are awesome. I'll have to disagree. I, I, really? I, I, I take. I'm gonna disagree. Oh, I actually I just really because like it's not the raid doesn't mean it's not fun <laughs> and enjoyable. Oh, you're a fan of the raid. Yeah, we I love all... the raid. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I was trying to figure out like why I didn't like the action, and I can't tell if it's either because it's not choreographed well or it's not shot well. It's one or the other. Um, mm. I like, and, and I, I think the one that really got me was the the ending chase sequence around the motorcycle. Because then it just yeah. for me it was like this turned into a zombie movie, and I was like, I, yeah. I'm a little bored. Oh yeah, that was kind of wild. That was just it, like, I, I was all like, right, we're, I, here I, we are. <laughs> and and I think the other thing is too. Like Neo starts spamming his like force abilities now. Oh yeah, like, that was kind of yeah. lame. That was kind of lame. Yeah, that was, was just, super like... lame. It's, <laughs> once once he's like all powerful again and can just more or less like he just gets his like bullet shield. I'm like all the tension's right. gone. Yeah, it, um, it, it's like you know when you play a game. It's it's like yeah. Jake when we would play Street Fighter with Austin and he would just spam the same special move over and over again. And he'd be like, mm-hmm. I've never played this game before. Yeah, it's exactly. just like all right, guys. Like <laughs> first, I've memorized all of Ken's combos, so um. But I, I, mean, I understand this. I mean, what more do um, you need than Shoryuken? <laughs> well, Hadouken, specifically, you go to the back left of the stage and you just keep spamming <laughs> it against your friend who's button mashing, bottom half circle punch, just keep doing that. They come uh, up to you, grab them and throw them against the wall, and that's how you win. Adam, these ranged characters. Everybody's got a range, right? He's going to go in there. Adam's going to come and beat you up with his knee. What, what is it? Who are you playing? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I was playing Sagat, but uh, so I also oh. threw fireballs. Oh, you guys! Uh, yeah. Right. Jake, come over here, my tortilla press. Yeah, yeah. Jake. Okay. So, so for those of you who don't know, Jake, Jake was the true Rushdown character as El Fuerte in Street Fighter Four. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, he's a but, bad player playing well, a bad character, but, I think <laughs> had the but yeah, that's, so, so, that's not the move. But it, it, it did remove a lot of tension from the end fights. And I agree. I'll agree with you. The, the last fight and the sort of that whole last sequence was not as good as it could have been. I, I, the whole shield thing and all the tension just kind of was gone. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like, like I, I don't think like, like there was the the action scene on the tr- in the train or the subway, uh, and I oh, was yeah. like, okay, like I, I'm I'm okay with that this. Like, I'm not I'm not blown away, but like I like this. And then there was mm-hmm. also that scene between the crew versus what they call them, the Exiles. It was Smith and the Exiles or something like that. Oh yeah, I don't know who they were, but they yeah. were like uh, they were like. I was, I had, yeah, I was confused I had by to that too. On, I had to look up on the Matrix wiki who they were and. The exiles were. Please, okay. The exiles were basically there were a bunch of characters from the a bunch of programs from the original few Matrix films that were like rogue programs that weren't deleted from the Matrix. There was one that was called like the Frenchman or something who was like an information broker. There were a bunch of like different like more or less the program characters that were Uh purged. And they say in the beginning of the film, like when the new Matrix was uploaded, those characters were purged. Um, okay. But then they kind of come back. And yeah, there's a guy who is playing, I forget his name, but he's also called the Frenchman. And that's the nickname I remembered. Um, okay. And he's just like, 
they're doing this fight in like this clock tower and he's just yelling a bunch of things like face zucker shit and like um and it was really weird and i don't know what that was about yeah i don't really understand the point of that didn't he say like oh this isn't even as good as the original movie like yeah yeah. no he did he was yeah he was saying so much stuff and i was like i i I don't really understand what's happening right i think he was just the, the physical manifestation of a YouTube comment section. Oh no! Or or or, or a review podcast. So yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, Lana. <laughs> you were but right. I, 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 I do think that the action there was like that's probably the best action in the movie because that's yeah. where we actually get to see people do hand to hand and all that. Other stuff. That's mm-hmm. that's where we see Neo fight Smith like in a pretty yes. extended action scene, and it was pretty cool. I liked it. I liked the parts yeah. when it was them punching each other. You got like a cool kung fu fight. Like that was nice. Yeah, it was a good callback as well because Neo and, and Smith have always had iconic fights, whether it be yeah. at the end of the original Matrix, there was the, the one versus uh, all of the Smiths in the courtyard where he like knocks them over. There's actually a bowling pin like sound effect. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's spinning around the pole and kicking them in the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, it, classic. Matrix Reloaded has some really, really good action sequences. Yeah, if um, you ever want to see what inspired essentially every single Newgrounds animation from 2001 to 2006, you should watch the Matrix Reloaded. Oh man, you're awesome. right. Oh, <laughs> back to me. You definitely you, you, should. You know the crazy part is, depending on how old you are, if you listen to this, there are some people who won't actually know what Newgrounds is and like what um, it did for like animation and online videos in general. I, I, I have a I have a friend who's currently working as like a professional like three D animator in LA. All his, his start was Newgrounds. Like he's he's done yeah. stuff on like Marvel movies at this point. Like Newgrounds mm-hmm. is where he got his start. Like the current crop of animators you see working in like on making tv shows everything mm-hmm. all new grounds it's it's incredible smiling fan yeah. friends just premiered on adults swim go watch it um yeah uh, what, what I, I, I tangentially related but what i would say is like if yeah. y'all ever want to learn more about that if you don't know about that any viewers or listeners out there highly recommend you watch a video by captain christian one of the best mm-hmm. video essayers out there he does something about new grounds so i'll tell you all you need to know absolutely but it's great so 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 Evan and I were talking about the action, but how do you feel about the action in this, Jake? Yeah. You've watched a lot of action movies before. You and I have have watched a lot of uh, you know, kung fu flicks, whatever. How how do you think? I was just kind of along for the ride. I mean, I thought it was enjoyable. I mean, nothing really took me out where I was like, this this is this is lazy. This sucks. You know, I thought it was mm. just cool, and I was like, oh, the impact is cool. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, I just thought it was well done. But I do want to kind of continue on the point that it was just kind of. Once Neil got his force powers, it was kind of a little bit, eh, you know, whatever. Until, yeah. until we get to, uh, we get to meet uh, Neil Patrick Harris again, the analyst, yeah, the analyst. And when we, where that all of a sudden it's like, oh, Neil, it doesn't matter your force powers. Like I can, I can stop time or whatever. Right. Like who can? <laughs> and that's when you're like, uh oh, I think, I think you're in over your head here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the weirdest part of this film was when they directly just say bullet time because bullet yeah. time was never like a thing. They don't, they never called it bullet time in the movies. Right. It was right. just, he could move so fast that, you know, time slowed down. Um, and it, people, I think everybody else called it bullet time or it was called bullet time as like this external way to refer to it. But this yeah. movie pretty explicitly says, Neo, you have bullet time. And like in the beginning, when they're doing a commentary, they're like, "People want bullet time from the Matrix." 
and yeah, like, yeah, they do. <laughs> towards, towards the end, when when like the analyst slows down time, he literally says, "I am using bullet time right now to slow time down," which is what mm. you used to use, Dio. That was your power, and I'm using <laughs> it now. And like that's a little interesting and weird, but uh, uh, yeah, it it, it definitely t- took you out. But I think it, it's supposed to do that, so I'm not really yes. like docking at points for that at all. Yeah, I actually really like that scene, so I'm really happy you brought yeah. it up, Jake. Like, because because this is really the scene where we get the explanation. Because at that point, we still think that the analyst is, or Neil Patrick Harris, I should say, is just like a, a therapist. therapist, right? Yeah. But at this yeah. point, this is where like you know his hand is revealed, and yeah, it's an exposition dump. But I, I think it was actually like I, I don't know if if Lana was trying to get us to like the villain or not, but everything he was saying, I was basically kind of agreeing with. Like, like he says that whole thing about how like uh, people give off more energy uh, when they get really, really mad about something or emotional about something. And that's how we cre- generate more energy for the machines, regardless yeah. of if it's right or wrong. That's how yeah. like that's the reason why we do this. And, and then he said something, something else about how like, oh, um, there are plenty of people out there who could do something more with their lives, but they're too afraid to lose what they have. And I'm just like, I. I, he's kind of spitting the truth i don't know guys like yeah it was this but feeling of like, either like like mate the matrix's power it was kind of like the opposite of monsters inc where they yeah. found <laughs> out that like laughter gives more energy they're like hopelessness and despair that's what powers our city right <laughs> yeah. oh it, it it definitely was interesting i think yeah there's this one point where he's like that's why you have nightmares man it's just maximizing your output and it's oh, like jeez <laughs> that's pretty cool uh, I, I I definitely enjoyed that little. It definitely seemed like more of a little like plot point tidbit. Um, yeah, but it was that whole thing really. That whole scene with the bullets slowly moving towards Trinity and like everything's mm-hmm. frozen. That's really what sold me on Neil Patrick Harris's performance in this. Like yeah, yeah. It, it was it was that scene specifically. Like he was perfect. Um, which is funny because I wouldn't expect Neil Patrick Harris to play a good villain in honestly most things. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what else he's played villain wise. He was Doctor like, Hammer. Okay, that's <laughs> that. No, you, you, you mean you mean in the sing along blog? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, he wasn't really a villain, man. Come on. Was man. He was the, that was his job title. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, antagonist, I say. Let's let's say he wasn't an sure. antagonist yeah. in that. Um, sure. But yeah. Like it, he he really worked here, and this whole sort of monologue sold me as him and that character. And I actually I don't I wouldn't mind because it seems like they're gonna just do another two of these anyways, like <laughs> these movies. Like if if he returns and is like the main recurring villain for the next two films, I'd probably be pretty happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it, this film just kind of ends on a note where you wonder if that's going to happen but it doesn't yeah, like it seemed yeah. self-contained which was cool it, that doesn't it, mean that they won't keep milking way. it though right yeah. <laughs> it's interesting right so so we, we we go from that scene um and, and i think we all like that scene a lot where basically yeah. neo makes a deal uh sort of thing about where, where they're going from there uh and of course the, all the humans after you know re- rebelling against them jada pinkett smith who plays um sadie who's actually from or not niobe excuse me who's who's from the original movies uh, and she's the leader of the new city. But basically, they all come together. They even have Sadie, who's this computer program that also sympathizes with Neo as well as the humans. And mm-hmm. I think that she was a reference to the child that shows up at the end of Matrix Revolutions. Oh. Yeah, she was the child. Yeah, yeah. So, 
yeah, so she's already a fan of Neil and, and knows him and, and whatnot. So anyway, they, they basically come up with this plan to, to get Trinity out, right? They basically have to yeah. physically get her out, but also in the Matrix, they have to convince her and awaken her that she wants to be out of the Matrix, that sort of thing. You have to um, have the choice. Yes. You have to make the choice. Now, I, uh, I, I think when I say it out loud, I like it, but I wasn't a really big fan of both the IRL sequence as well as the in-Matrix sequence. First off... Uh, you know, for this high security machine, you know, matrix thing where that's literally being powered by Trinity and Neo, right? That's the premise of the movie is that they they took those bodies at the end of the Matrix Revolutions and rebuilt them to power this new matrix. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they invested a lot of resources into it, right? So, so basically, it's only these two pods that are powering everything based on my own understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they come with this plan to get uh, Trinity out through some allied machines, which is cool. But I'll be honest, this is like some of the worst security I've ever seen. You don't even have cameras in in the pod room that's powering everything? Like, like you don't have like a guard next to the pod? Like you're a machine? Like, like Uh, what? uh, Adam, there's a really excellent uh, security principle. I do do some security computer stuff myself. Oh, tell me, Adam. Please. It's uh, it's called security by obscurity. It just means if you don't think someone's going to find it, they won't. You're good. Good job. Don't worry about it. They're not going to find it. Like, you're good to go. And that's a really great, like, way to secure your computer, by the way. So, like, just just make sure that, like, if, if you just put the computer in a drawer somewhere without a password, you're you're good to go. I, yeah. That was sarcasm. I, mean, I just want... I, don't, I just want to... <laughs> if you put it in, like, 30 folders deep, like, nobody's going to yeah. get in there. I mean, it's... it's, it's you're, they're just going to keep clicking and clicking, and by the end, they're just going to be like, I'm so tired, man. Yeah, give up. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's it. That's how you should, and, and this is perfect. So I understand why the machines did this, you know? Like, at the end of the day, like, who's going to schlep all the way up there, right? Like, yeah, you know, Trinity was in the homework folder. Like, nobody was <laughs> in there. No one, no one looks in the, no one looks in the, the, the homework folder. Homework folder, you know? Yeah. I, I think, though, and you can make of this what you will, because this is certainly probably more headcanon than actual thing. But I would right. say the reason why they were able to do that is because I don't think the Matrix, the, the evil computers knew the extent of which the the IO had managed to integrate with robots and whatnot and programs. With other machines, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, think no. they accounted for that little mag... Like, the fact that that um, Morpheus could turn into magnet, magnet soup and, like, climb up yeah. a pipe. yeah. Um, and also that, you know, they did, they didn't know which of their machines were actually on the side of IO, you know, and like didn't do Mm. all that stuff like that, that weird little, like absolutely made to be a marketable plush, like, like flying invisible bird thing. See, Uh, you know, it's nice because it looks cuddly. It does look cuddly. (laughs) I I would love, I am going, I would for some reason I'm gaining the urge to go to the Warner Brothers store online.com and order myself a little like. What I, I it started with a K plushie, it's great. Um, so it's like, uh, I'm sorry to get flashbacks of the Last Jedi with the pores. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, anyone excited for some uh, Grogu plushes? Like, <laughs> get get hyped. Um, no, but that that was that definitely makes sense. I think I don't know. At, at a certain point, at at that level of or that that late in the film, I definitely was kind of like my brain was shut off and I wasn't yeah, really like, sure. you know, definitely. Really. It was like, all right, you got it already. Whatever. <laughs> like I was just, I wasn't really like super into 
I wouldn't say I was I wasn't like engaged enough in this story anymore towards the end yeah. to the point where I was kind of like trying to really think hard about it. I'm like, they're Ocean's Eleven and Trinity. Okay, <laughs> let's right let's get her out. Um, but yeah, how did you all feel about the the in Matrix sequence, right, where they meet up at the coffee shop and they have the whole like conversation and that sort of thing? What'd you think about that? It was kind of a nice little it, it was it was nice that they, I mean, eventually it led to like a giga fight, but it was nice that they were just like. They, they were just like, all right, we're going to give you the choice. You know, it, it was very like mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, what do you what's the word? It very subdued at first, mm-hmm. where it's just like yeah. the weird the one weird thing that I talk, and I talked about this with the it was just that. So so they, they get into the coffee shop and like. And like Neo talks to Trinity and he's like, this is what's happening. Like you can make the choice. And she's like, no, I'm good. I'm good, bro. I'm just yeah. going to stay in here. I want to go I, be with my family. I got to be with my kids. And then, and then at some point, then, then like, you know, Neil Patrick Carrick's like, haha, I gotcha. I win. Yeah. You have to go back in the, in the matrix hole. Right. And then for some yeah. reason, then Trinity like just turns her, like her, her robot husband calls her Tiffany and mm-hmm. she's like, I always hated that name. I hate my kids. She just goes like, full Super Saiyan, like just like. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it, it was a weird. Like I get the, the I hate that name because that's yeah. like definitely a callback to like I'm sure people dead naming the Wachowskis and stuff like that. Sure, yeah. like the, but the 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 like the aspect of like now she's just like, I've always hated. It was just like you know. It was a we- it was a weird like kind of a punch to throw at like, you know, people that want to have kids and stuff. It was just a weird one. It, it, was, like... it, it was it was definitely weird. And and I I like you can make the argument right, Jake, that they like uh, foreshadow it because they in that first conversation between uh, Trinity and, and Neo and where they actually sit down in the coffee shop, Trinity says something like, "Oh, you know, like I have kids, but like I don't actually know if I ever wanted kids or if like society made oh, it that's so that right. I want to have okay, kids." Yeah. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. They they like foreshadow it, but I agree with you that it feels very erupt. Like it's just like, mommy, let's go. It's like, wait, I actually yeah. hate, I hate all of you. <laughs> yeah, if you guys, if you guys look at the link I sent, it basically just reminded me of that 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 meme. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> it, it really so, was. So something that was really meta uh, that that I only found out fairly recently is that her husband is actually played by the stunt double of Keanu Reeves from the original Matrix. Oh. Oh really? Yeah, Wait, so, really? So that's like a, that's a, yeah, apparently that that's how they cast it. Oh, that's so Lana. <laughs> you, <laughs> Lana, you sub, you no subtext. What well, there? There were one of the Twitter takes I saw in the beginning of this was that uh, what after the way that the original Matrix was interpreted, Lana Wachowski said, "I will never use subtext again." <laughs> like, <laughs> no. like every everything will be like there will no, there will there will only be one way to interpret my film from now sure. on <laughs> i get it um the, the I, I even even the casting and everything that's that's wild mm-hmm. that was actual stunt double oh his name God. was yeah. chad wasn't he he was just chad yeah it was chad or something uh, like that i um, love it. the virgin keanu that's incredible but but Evan, I know you said at this point you were kind of just like watching just to watch. But how did you feel about this whole sequence? Uh, the whole chase sequence I thought was fine. Um, I think the um, definitely. So one of the things I don't think we actually explicitly talked about is 
sort of the gimmick of this film's action is that this version of the Matrix can essentially has just a bunch of like bots floating around. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. can just kind of like activate. Um, So Mm. instead of it being like in the last two films, it was a bunch of Smiths running around and like take over people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they were just a bunch of agents. Now it's just all of a sudden regular people will just like suddenly get Matrix eyes and then just start like you know doing whatever the hell we call it horde mode. Yeah, yeah, we call it horde mode. It's a lot of fun, which is literally <laughs> we call it horde mode, and it's a it's a lot of fun. Which mm-hmm. like fair, <laughs> I mean, right. it does look like a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the so it's basically just a bunch of regular people. Like there was a scene in the film towards the end where basically they're using these bots that they're just activating people just jumping out of buildings to like bomb the motorcycle yeah and it was that i think the motorcycle chase scene was pretty creative i thought it was good um Mm. i i the horde mode i think was more interesting what was decently interesting and varied from than just like you know regular agent fights because these aren't like agents they're just right. being overwhelmed. Right. Um, and I thought that was cool. Uh, after they kind of leave the motorcycle, though, I was kind of like, oh, well. Uh, there's this point where they're, like, fighting in a building. I can't even remember it. I saw it less than 24 hours ago. And I the building fell down, and then Trinity Trinity becomes the one. Or... or I, I, go ahead, go ahead. The, the power of one, uh, two will restore the one true emperor. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Loved Rise of Skywalker. Great. Uh, yeah. My Great. name is Ray Palpatine. <laughs> Skywalker. Uh, Chewy, no. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, no, it was, yeah, so I think the, the I don't know. I was, I've been listening to a, a bunch of takes about the, um, the, what happens at the end of The Matrix and, or this film. This film, yeah. It, yeah, this film specifically. And it kind of like, I thought it was more explicit where they're like, oh, Neo isn't the one anymore. It's like the two of them, but it doesn't really say anything. It's just all of a sudden Trinity can fly too and is holding Neo up. Right. And then that's it kind of like cuts away there. And then it kind of like, you know, they did it. Um, they they get unplugged by the unplugged from the Matrix because she's a, she's she's successfully woke now. Right. And then they just go back to the analyst's house and like beat him, rough him up a little bit, yeah. rough him up a little bit. Yeah, they were just just bullying him. <laughs> yeah. no, he deserved it. He was like, "Oh man, um, fuck women." And he just kicks the shit out of his face and dislocates <laughs> his jaw. Yeah. Uh, In case you like Neil Patrick Harris, no, he's an asshole. It's no, okay. it's, it's like him being like, "I was using it as a slur." Actually, <laughs> just kicks him in the face. And, and then you know they're just like yeah we're just gonna you know, I don't know we're gonna we're gonna remake the world sounds like sounds like fun and then they fly away in like a little like pattern they both fly I guess and then which it just ends the same way the first one did with them both just yeah. kind of flying into the camera um, right which I mean other Twitter joke I'm gonna steal you know this this film overall the theme is about um 50 year old couple trying to leave san francisco um (laughs) (laughs) and i mean you know i get it i understand that journey 
but so, I, I guess know. now that you've described like the in the entire ending, right? The, the yeah. crux of the film is at the end. It's implied that they both are the one. At least that's the implication that I got. Yeah, uh, but I think how so. did you feel overall about the ending? I guess in that way, not just like the chase sequence, but like that literal ending, right? It felt like the first one. <laughs> it, just, it was, it it was like nothing the... crazy, but it, yeah. it had a nice it had a nice finish. Yeah, right. you know, it was enjoy. It wasn't a downer ending. It it, mm. it it wrapped up nicely, and you're like, okay, I can this this was a, its own story. I can I can leave it there. Mm-hmm. I don't need but... a Matrix Five. Thank you. I'm full. <laughs> that's how the that's because it's that's how the first one ends. The first one ends like that. Neo flies into the camera. Yeah, and I'm like yeah, because the first was, one also wasn't supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah, and and we were good. We said that's enough Matrix for today. I'm I'm full. Thank you. Yeah, and we didn't make anymore, so it was all I, good. Uh, I, <laughs> I I I think like in concept, I actually really like the idea of like oh, it, it's not about only having one person, right? Like it, it like mm-hmm. w- without. There, there is no Neo without a Trinity sort of thing, right? Like yeah. Trinity in some yeah. ways is the source of Neo's power, especially it's almost implied that way in, in the first three films. And even the architect, right? Is, didn't he say in the Matrix Reloaded, it's like, you're not the only one. There's been multiple ones before you sort of thing. Uh, and think, they've all failed hmm. to, to like make the right choice or something like that. That might be kind of a modern um, <clears throat> take on the chosen one. Because I feel like we've been moving away from, maybe I'm, this is my thoughts on it. And just, sure. I feel like, people have been moving away from the chosen one, the special yeah. one to that. Anybody could be the chosen, the special given the right, right circumstances, mm-hmm. you know, if they, if they, if they had the opportunity, if they rose to the challenge, anybody could mm-hmm. fill that role. Right. Right. It, it's like the whole idea of, of, of Peter Parker being Spider-Man. There was nothing that made Peter inherently like special sort of thing. He just thing. rose to the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. He was just some kid from Queens sort of thing, but keep going, Jake. Oh, that was pretty much it. Just I, uh, maybe that's part of it is just yeah. the whole, like it, it, maybe it implies like, yeah, Neo was never like, like there was nothing special, nothing inherent about Neo. It's just that he was the one who was able to tap into it. Mm. He could do it, like he could do it, and so could Trinity, and so right. could any, and and then I guess they're going to go find other people that have the force, and yeah, Ryan can do that. Yeah, I was about to say he had the midichlorians, dude. Like, no, yeah. I, I, on my letter box review, I was like, all right, so if Neil can use the force, does that mean we're gonna have a Star Wars crossover? Yeah, yeah. basically. I mean, <laughs> in our why Fortnite not? Matrix Marvel <laughs> Star Wars crossover. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, in Fortnite you can like I don't know shoot Neo as like Darth Vader or something. I believe it at this point. Uh, like, so, so again, I, I like the idea of the ending, right? Uh, of Trinity also being the one and everything, but kind of like I've said before, like the journey getting there, I was kind of just like, eh, like I, it, it didn't really do much for me. And I, I think that's how I feel about this film in general is, it's like, we've, I, there's a lot of really good things and I've talked about them in this move in, in this review, but for overall, for me, like watching it and, and having discussed it with both of you and, and, mm for me it's like i don't think this movie is bad and in fact i would say there's a lot of moments where it's good but i, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where like it just didn't do much for me and i'm and that's not to again say that let lana and the rest of her team did a really bad job or anything like that it's just one of those like y'all did y'all did your thing and it just so happened that it, it wasn't for me sort of thing that that's like my general takeaway right now yeah i i'd say something similar like i enjoyed that the first part of the film was kind of like 
giving the middle finger to Warner Brothers and into some regard fans of the original Matrix who wanted mm-hmm. like a certain thing from a sequel to the Matrix. Right. Um, but it, it was mostly to Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. And uh, I thought that was fun and I thought that was cool. Um, I thought it was, I mean, it was definitely better than the second and third Matrix film. Um, mm. I, From what I can remember, like it was, it was interesting. It had its moments. Um, but on my, on my second walk, uh, watch through of it, I was kind of like, okay, this is fine. I, I, I think it had its pros and its cons, but it's not like a film I'm going to be like thinking about for long periods of time. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. it's not really something that I think had a huge impact and it's tough, right? Because like you, you're never going to make another Matrix film that's as influential as the original Matrix. Right, right. Like, like that's lightning in a too. bottle. Right, right. It, it's not even just lightning in a bottle. Like, it was the start of this concept. And, like, even, no matter how good a Matrix film is, as long as it is basically the same concept, it is, right. by definition, not going to be good as when that was yes. fresh because that's what made the original Matrix yeah, so great. It, it was so... It's just, like, it's just like what Jake said before. It's like, yeah. what, like when you first experience it, you like yeah. you can't replicate that feeling. Just like, you oh, can. wait, this is what the Matrix is. Like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, we're, we're, in in what if we're in the simulation, bro. bro. <laughs> Watch yeah, out. Bro. Wait, yeah. We keep going, Evan. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's exactly. Like, that's the problem, I think, is that you can never make a Matrix film that's as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can make one close. And I think this was pretty good overall Mm -hmm. but um it was it was directed well it was written pretty cleverly uh it uh cinematography was fine um and overall like i probably would have liked it more also if i saw it in a theater yeah this is another we this is another theme on i think most most recent films is like yeah better in a theater sure i watched this hbo max with my parents on a television yeah, same. Um, I did the same. I watched it with my mom, and she's like, "Oh, I really like this." Yeah, <laughs> I, I I did have I did have a pretty solid like uh, Atmos surround system, so I'm pretty lucky for that. But uh, the other other than that, like, it was it was pretty good. And I don't know. I watched it again for this review, but I don't know if I would have otherwise. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll probably not watch it again for a while. Right. Um, but yeah, I'd say pretty good, solid film. Yeah. What about you, Jake? I think you're you're probably the one who feels the most positive about this film. Oh, I mean, I liked it. Honestly, I I really did beyond the cool the uh, the movie put down a lot of cool ideas. Yes, mm-hmm. in the beginning, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it had a lot of and like cool kind of concepts that it was throwing out, like with the 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 kind of the character of Neil Patrick Harris and you know the whatever the architect, the analyst that I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and I mean, just, I mean, the whole, the whole beginning really, really sucked me in. And I was like, oh, this yes. is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But otherwise it was just a fun ride. And yeah. I think it's just, and I think as a, as a Evan said, it, it was style. It was very pretty to look at as well. A lot mm-hmm. of cool little ideas of like, just little things you see in the world where you're like, oh, that's really neat. Like, I like that. And that's right. kind of, I guess kind of one of the aspects i really enjoy about sci-fi stuff where you just see yeah. things and you're like oh that's kind of cool like when we were watching yeah. dune and you're like oh that's that's really cool looking and that's and i appreciate it <laughs> so in that sense it was fun 
Mm-hmm. The the beginning part had a lot of interesting, like it was just it was, the beginning part was wild, but otherwise it was just a little fun film. I really don't feel the need to watch it again. Maybe I'd put it on in the background or something if I was feeling a uh, feel a little, you know, uh, interested in just seeing some Matrix stuff again. Right. It was, mm-hmm. it was fun. Are, are we yeah. giving our reviews now? We could. I, I don't really have much else to say. So I, I yeah. guess on that note, Jake, like what, what if you had to give it a, a score, what would you give it? Oh, crap. Um, I got to think of, uh, I, I mean, I would say one out of one out of two Wachowskis, but that doesn't <laughs> feel fair. It's definitely above 50 no. percent. Um, yeah. I would say oh, I got to think um, seven, seven pills out of ten. Uh there you go. Seven pills out of ten. Seven pills fun. out of ten. Well, are they red or are they blue, Jake? Oh, uh, you have to. You have to. Uh, you, that's for you to choose. <laughs> <laughs> it depends, All right. depends on how, All about choice. Uh, it, it, it depends on. It depends on how uh, awakened you truly are. Um, <laughs> and I'm going nuts because I, I forgot how to do binary conversion in my head. Because if we're doing little joke reviews, I want to do mine in binary. Oh, yeah, um, I always have oh, to. Boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's um, my actual review. I'd, I'd, I'd give it, I'd say, a three out of five. I, I initially mm-hmm. would say I would definitely was seven, seven out of ten, but I'd, I'd give it about a solid six out of ten. Um, mm-hmm. It was definitely above average. It was pretty fun. I enjoyed watching it. I'm happy I did. Um, mm-hmm. It's a pretty, pretty solid film. That's the thing. Even if it wasn't like the best movie ever, yes. it was fun to watch and it was cool. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. I'm, I'm yeah. very happy I saw it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're all in general agreement about a lot of the aspects of the film. For me, um, I, I enjoyed uh, uh, quite a bit of it. There, Towards the end, I was definitely bored, uh, but, but I don't think it was necessarily bad. Like I said before, I think it was just like, it just wasn't doing much for me. Um, but that being said I, i've seen a lot of um you know criticism saying that like oh this is very lazy on the part of lana and, and her team no way I, I don't i don't <laughs> no, think it's lazy yeah. at all uh, maybe it doesn't work for you like it like it does for me and that's fair but i would never call this lazy i think if, if anything you want to see lazy filmmaking you can go look at the the uh, the rise of skywalker that, that evan already mentioned before or even the force awakens like i, I think like this is a movie that that clearly swings for the fences and tries to do something like I don't want to say completely out of this world, but definitely it has an idea and it, interesting very, at least. <laughs> yeah, it very clearly is trying to say something. It, it just it, it doesn't quite stick the landing in that way. Um, right. I, I I think the idea of that we said before of the machines as well as humans integrating uh, and becoming a unified society is very interesting. I love the uh, the meta uh, kind of narrative in the beginning. And kind of what we said before was the whole idea of, of like, because we always think about, like Jake said, Neo is the one or the special, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, and now it's about, it's it's actually Trinity and Neo as kind of the duo. Like this, they're they're mm. part of this, right? Uh, to, together, they're both they're like, in that way. They're like Ray and Kylo Ren. Yeah, but they're a dyad in the force. Dyad, you can they can have healing powers. <laughs> the power of two will restore the one true emperor. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, 
also yeah. quickly. It's 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 eleven out of a hundred and one. That's my review. I remembered how to oh, do very binary good, conversions. Very good. There you go. You. Okay. Uh, but you know, like I, I I would give it a rental at, at the end of the day. I think it's worth watching, especially if you're a fan of the original three. I, oh, yeah. I think it certainly adds to the mythology, and I think it's a good addition to the mythology. Um, but it, it just ultimately, for me, didn't do much, and I, I, I don't think I'll ever watch it again unless I, uh, someone around me really wants to watch it or something like that. Uh, but I, I think it's a rental, and it's not a bad rental. It's not a bad movie. It just doesn't do much for me. I, I got to say something. I think what? that, honestly, kind of the 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 scale that you used, the spill scale, right? Yeah. But kind of the idea of a rental, I feel like, has been elevated a little bit. Yeah. Because it's so easy to watch things that to rent something, you really have to kind of, you have to go out of your way a little bit to do it. So it's almost been elevated a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I know your scale doesn't change. But in a yeah. way, renting something definitely shows like a higher degree of interest. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's kind of like really at the end of the day what both of you said. I think it's worth watching. I don't think it's no. like out of this world oh my god so good yeah. and it's and it's also not oh this is really bad trust me i've seen some bad movies i'm looking at you transformers 4 um like i've seen some real bad is that movies the one with the dinosaur it was with the one with the dinosaur uh-huh. yeah. uh, and, and, and this is certainly nowhere near that like you could see that lana and the rest of her team had something they wanted to say and and i'll always respect filmmakers and artists who are really trying to do that trying to do um, something for real for real now uh well uh, that that concludes our review uh i want to of course give a big shout out to both of you for taking the time out to, to talk to me but as we say our goodbyes uh of course um uh, jake are there any shout outs you want to give words you want to say to the people how can they follow you oh shout out to my mom she likes the matrix <laughs> uh she watched it with me uh shout out to ethan he's out there <laughs> um, he's shout out, out there. To, shout out to austin he is he is trying to hold together a whole care facility of people that want to catch COVID. For real. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. Uh-huh. And you can find me uh, on ResearchGate. Hopefully, my manuscript will be published in this year. We'll see. <laughs> I have to do it. <laughs> I believe in you, man. You got this. It just takes time. And yes. Of course. But time is all it takes. And Evan, to you. Yeah, oh, how about you, Evan? Any anything you want to say to the people? How can they follow you? That sort of thing. Oh man, please follow me on everything, man. I'm so desperate. <laughs> I'm on everything at Evan Extreme. It's one word. Just just add it. Letterbox, Twitter, GitHub. You want to check my repos out everywhere. Just, just, just go for it. Hit that follow button. Make sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. Give me five stars. Um and uh yeah, my my AIM usernames also Evan Extreme too. So if you want if you want right. if you want to chat there about the Matrix, uh, use promo code Evan Extreme. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, use <laughs> promo code Evan Extreme uh, to get you fifteen percent off uh, Raycon earbuds and uh, <laughs> Adam Funko Pops. Wait, yeah. are, are you? Are you are, what about Raid Shadow Legends, bro? <laughs> oh yeah, Raid Shadow Legends too. Use my promo code. Uh, uh, also, also the, the the people gotta look out for your your <laughs> NFT sale, right? You're selling them for that's some right. Ethereum, yeah, right? That's right. I got some new monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I got some new monkeys. Check my ETH domain. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll look at that below. Don't worry for those of you who are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna include Absolutely. a bunch of NFTs that we don't own. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna um, we're gonna sell. Uh, oh, I got uh, our NFT scam. So, guys, before we go, let's just let's think of our scam. Our scam, our NFT scam. They're called matrices. Uh, does anyone know like just an artist that can draw a bunch of like just shitty neos with just different sunglasses? And throw them on OpenSea. <laughs> oh, definitely. We'll get like just so too. much fucking money, and then oh. we'll just run away with it. Like it's gonna be <laughs> so stupid. You know, for those of you listening, you better not steal our idea. You, oh. If you steal our idea, I will. I mean, I guess not sue you. I don't know. I'm selling the idea as an NFT. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, uh, again, I wanted to thank both of these fine gentlemen for for joining me for this review. I had a lot of fun talking to them about this uh, Matrix War, this movie. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. I want to thank all of you who listened and or watched this movie on YouTube. Really appreciate um, you all taking out the time to, to listen to us talk about. Uh, this stuff um, and please subscribe uh, on whichever platform you prefer um, if you want to follow me of course you can follow me on twitter at adam underscore bomb same thing for letterboxd uh, but otherwise you know not much else to say stay safe out there obviously we got a lot of stuff going on with the pandemic so please keep take care of yourselves whether it be you or your family uh, and otherwise uh, i don't really know what else to say and anything else you want to say to the people any any other words of advice besides uh buy uh, evan's stuff buy my stuff yeah, I mean that's the main one, and uh, like Adam said, stay safe out there. Yeah, we're almost. It can't get worse, right? <laughs> Shut up! Right? Shut up! Shut up! Right? Shut up! Stop talking! We're almost done. <laughs> Shut up! No. The podcast. Kill it. But everyone, sincerely, please take care of yourselves, uh, and, and stay tuned for more episodes because we've got a couple more on the way. Yep. All right, everyone, take care of yourselves. Peace.